0: hello Ash happy Sunday happy first of October how <laughs> was it October already
1: yeah I don't know um, you and I discussed just before we uh, hit the record button how little I've actually been uh, at home over the last call it two and a half months uh, so I'm not sure uh, I feel like <laughs> before this last little trip I left and it was like super duper hot outside all the time and then I, mm-hmm. I got back to New York uh, about a week ago and it was the Um, rain apocalypse and like 60 degrees every day. So it's just like a night and day uh, difference between, um, you know, when I left and when I got back.
0: Oh, my goodness. I saw some of the pictures from the the recent rains in New York. And it's like, oh, I I, there are times where it's like, I mean, I enjoyed my time in New York. um, And um, but on the flip side, it's like, you know what, I I know exactly what those subways looked like with all the the water pouring. It's like, I'm glad I wasn't having to experience that.
1: Yeah, thankfully, we were totally fine. We got a lot of messages, very nice messages from, you know, friends and family asking if we were all right. And I think that was when I was first alerted to how bad it actually was. Just Mm -hmm. because here here in at least our little corner of Astoria, Queens, uh, it was just a really bad rainstorm. Um, We actually... uh, (laughs) Uh, my wife and I we walked out in it uh, for a little while because we needed to go get uh COVID boosters, and on, on Friday, and mm-hmm. I remember uh having to come back and change clothes uh because I was just like totally soaked <laughs> through, Uh which oh didn't help because then the next twenty four hours I was dead in bed with this. The, how do these COVID shots do for you? By the way, do they just like oh, destroy man. you?
0: Uh, well, yes. And, um, it's, I can tell it. I, it's like within 20 minutes of getting the silly thing and I'm glad we have it. Like, don't get me wrong, but I, what in the world is in there? Or I guess what is I guess it's a good thing that your immune system is reacting so strongly to it, but it's like within the last few times I've gotten it, I've, I've actually driven, um, like we've gotten it together as a group, my sister and, and some of her kids, and so, uh, she has a van and we would drive over and get the shot and we get it. And then all literally on the way back, because the place that we got, it was a good 15, 20 minutes away from home. And by the time I'm home, like even before, just, you know, as we're pulling up to home, it's like, all of a sudden this is this wham. It's like, you can tell your body is now has seen something and is reacting to it. And I am toast for like the rest of the day. Um, Definitely for at least the next few hours, um, and then it takes a good 24 hours before I'm back to even thinking about normal. It's wicked.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've all the different variations of it. I've had this one was sort of a delayed reaction for me. Like I, I got it like Friday afternoon, felt pretty good. Went out, uh, did like a local tech happy hour thing that I uh, like part of the one of the events I co organized here. It was everything was mm-hmm. fine get back reasonable hour pretty chill and i'm like aha this will be the covid shot where i'm fine <laughs> and then yeah. i woke up the next morning and i, I, I woke up the next morning gonna uh, have breakfast you know and i'm just at some point i'm like eh, i think i'm gonna go lay down for a second i thought i was just sleepy and then the next thing i knew i woke up again and it's like 11 or something
0: oh my goodness
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know Woo. like yesterday yesterday was really intense one um but luckily i'm feeling good and hopefully immunized against uh the worst of it so yeah i don't know i'm yeah. glad we have the shots too but they are like a lot to deal with like you do kind of have to plan space around yes. it just in case
0: yes and i ha- I was actually trying to plan some space because as we'll talk about in a few minutes we had have, have some event stuff to talk about and i was going to try and get mine in time um for Adobe Max because I'll be traveling out to Max here in a few days in Los Angeles. And the stars just have a line where it's like knowing what, what is it is going to do to me <laughs> and knowing that you have to have uh what is it? Like um at least a couple of weeks before you really build up your full immunity. It's like, okay. Um it's close enough now where it won't do me any good right off the bat and it's going to lay me low at the critical time where there's still a few last minute threads before we can call it done. Like I cannot afford to be sick right now or, or not sick, but fighting uh, what my body is trying to do with the vaccine. So um, (laughs) for better or for worse, it's going to be a post max vaccine.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But it's like uh, I have to
0: plan that weekend very carefully
1: yeah that that's wise we we went through enough of those patterns where the together where you know adobe life is such that like you're basically a one long crescendo every year back up to max and uh certainly i guess we've kind of joked about that before even on this podcast where it's like we can both point back to certain years where we're literally sitting in a hotel lobby hacking on a website uh we were talking about earlier like you and Mm -hmm. me the morning of (laughs) the major keynote on one year like in this war room on slack getting something ready and you're crawling a website for 404s and like we're we're knocking those out (laughs) one by one right before it all goes live so uh i I know what that's like and you definitely need like uh all of your energy and um you know just your, your your everything you have uh for that so you know trying to build up a new immunity to something could probably be uh not not what you need on top of all of that
0: yeah um and and of course you get all the the fun whatevers of you know is it even around locally yet so um i have to figure out which which pharmacies have it in the first place and how all that's going to work but um yeah um i've the closer it's gotten to max which is like i'm i'll be flying out tail end of next of well this week now um is like mm, i really can't handle a day or two down from the vaccine and I would love it if like <laughs> like this would be the year of the this vaccine doesn't clobber me, but every single one of them has gotten me um, at least for a good 12 hours. And then like you're still brain foggy for the next bit. It's like, oh, there's it's crazy what 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 a shot will do to you.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and it always reminds me, though, like better, better to feel that for a day than then like, the real thing yeah what the alternative must be uh so yeah um yes. folks get shots just just get them um better better to not get sick uh yeah like you, for real
0: i had it or i somehow i managed to catch it last year i mean we didn't i, I didn't have to go to max or at all but it's like i wanted to be able to um enjoy max for the first like this was the first time it was back with hybrid um And I just wanted to be able to kind of nerd out with it with the rest of the company. And so like watch it while I'm at work and, um, you know, just catch up on the sessions as they're going. And I wake up like the a a day or so before that and not feeling great. And it's like, okay, something's wrong. It's just a regular bug. And the day goes on progressively worse, 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 worse. Take the test. And it it's I mean, it's there's no doubt like it's one of those where it is. (laughs) the the what the color of it I forget now, but like it's obvious. It's not one of those you squint at. It's like, nope, you got it. And yeah. that was a rough week. And it's like I which was so annoying because now you're laying in bed. You don't you, you feel horrible. So it's like it, you you're not going to get any work done anyway. But it's like I would like to go watch a video of, of Max. And COVID just like that whatever variant I got just sucked so bad. It's like there wasn't even brain space to even think about that. just lay there and and wait for it to run its course. It was so bad. So I'll take the vaccine any day.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, you know, best of luck in in getting through all this events, you know, coming up because I I know what everything that goes into it. And certainly like I've had my fair share of events in the last two months or so. And uh, like, it's just one of those things where I, I actually my calculus was very similar to yours, which was By the time I realized a lot of this stuff was going to hit one after the other uh, in terms of doing events out in the world, it just made more sense to cross my fingers and then wait uh, to do the vaccine on the other side of Uh, that, which, you know, if you generally, if you can plan these things ahead, that's probably backwards. But um, we both know that uh, for a lot of this kind of stuff, getting out in the real world and, you know. (laughs) meeting developers and talking to them about stuff, these events typically come together pretty quickly. Uh, and Mm -hmm. at the same time, you you know, you're pretty heads down with like actually shipping products, uh, that developers want to use. So, um, yeah, yeah, good
0: luck finding time and, and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, um, so uh, after uh, mentioning Max a few different times, we should probably say what it is. Uh, uh, and yes. we'll, get in, <laughs> we'll get into like, we just, you and I both have a, a couple of event updates. Uh, so let's start with yours. Um, maybe uh, you're in the best position to state what Adobe Max is. Uh, do, you want, do you want to give it a swing?
0: I sure can. Um, okay. So Adobe Max, um, the tagline is literally the creativity conference. Um, but if you're not at all aware about Adobe and Max and, and what it is, is it is one of Adobe's big kind of marketing moments throughout the course of the year where a lot of people online and now um, uh, in person as well. I think it started last year. Um get together um, in the same place and um, connect and go to all these really great sessions about what's new in the various Adobe products. And of course, Adobe has a lot of products. So there's tons of sessions um, and there's all sorts of um, uh, just, you know, what's new sessions. There's labs on, you know, how to sessions and, and there's uh, always for those who are attending in person, there's always this great area where you can go roam around, uh, all the booths from the various um, companies uh, uh, that are helping sponsor adobe and uh, adobe max and you know like cameras and like fujifilm is going to be there which it is on my list to go walk by their booth because i love my fujifilm camera um and so there's all these great um touch points where you can interact with not just adobe products and adobe uh, uh you know like the uh, some of the uh, people who've built the products, but also uh, all these other uh, partners that uh, plug into that ecosystem. And the, it's, it's always just a great experience. Like the keynotes are always really inspiring and amazing. The, there's, um, all of this new, new fun stuff that you can play with, uh, in, in like say Photoshop or Adobe express or Lightroom. Like I'm always looking, those are the ones that I'm always looking forward to because I love my Lightroom. I love Photoshop. I love Adobe express. Is like, what's the ne- next new thing is to blow my mind. Um, and then go download on my machine, you know, the, the, next, whatever, and just play with it a little bit. So, um, it's a really, really, really great, um, uh, conference, um and it goes over the course of a few days um this year we have um Adobe Express is, is is a big part of it and as we've talked previously on this podcast um about Adobe Express add-ons uh because I'm a product manager uh working on the uh add-on experience uh, the capabilities of add-ons inside of Adobe Express and so we actually have a session uh this year uh where we'll be chatting about uh what add-ons are why you should use them why you might want to build them um and even have a few people on stage talking about their experiences and then we'll also have um uh, another session where we'll just kind of of like short little quick demos um where we we go through you know some use cases and things like that Um, and also we'll be around to connect with some developers like oh here's hello world in like five minutes or, or whatever the timing turns out to be. I still have to actually go through timing my, my session. So <laughs> something like five minutes, right. It, it might actually be faster than that, but um, uh, you know, get it sharing just enough information to wet uh, any developers appetite is like, Oh, Hey, you want to build an add on for Adobe express. Uh, you can come meet us at, you know, create the creative park and, and come find us. And, and we will be happy to walk them through more stuff in terms of, what the capabilities are, how you might go further, is what they want to do possible, um, and things like that. So even though Max is not um, a developer conference, inevitably there's a decent number of people there who are, um, even if they don't consider themselves developers, they are um, te- uh, technically proficient enough with you know, with web development technologies like HTML and CSS and JavaScript that um, there's a decent enough people around a decent number of people around who want to uh, dig into that stuff and so we have that session is actually on the first day of max unlike the last time we did this which i think ended up at one of the worst possible time slots i think it was the last day of max after there's always a big bash where there's a cool concert or something like cool event and so you know everyone goes to that and then you know you're kind of uh, tired <laughs> or hung over or whatever in the morning and so, like, I, f- I remember our session um, uh, back when we were doing SD plugins was, like, at the worst possible time there. And we still got a good turnout for the number of people who showed up. Um, so there's, even if there isn't a developer community uh, or a developer conference, there is still a community of developers that are, that are around. So I'm really looking forward to chatting with them. Um, the session should be recorded. So by the time this episode goes live, um, I'll drop in the, the link uh, to the session. Um, the session's title is called Adobe Express Add ons Spark Creativity with Powerful Gems. Um, so it is very much an overview. Anyone who listened to our add on episode a couple of episodes back um, will have a decent sense of kind of the same stuff that we're talking about here is like, what are add ons? Where do you find them? Why would you want to use them? Um, and then if you're interested, uh, what it takes to build them. Um, but uh, it'll be a really good session. Another co-worker uh, and I are going to be co-presenting and we'll we we're having the opportunity to you know dog food with express and make some really cool visuals and things like that. So it's going to be really excited. i can't I can't wait and I, it still blows my mind that that's just about just slightly over a week away <laughs>
1: yeah i'm I'm super excited to to watch as well because like we we did an episode uh about the adobe express add-ons beta a little while back mm-hmm. and so we kind of got into the weeds a bit about like you know how, how you can get started and what some of the use cases might be um mm-hmm. but what i'm really looking forward to from these sessions from you is like also a bit of a survey of like you know what people are actually doing with them now and as yes. uh, i think uh for me, I find myself like I, I duck in and out of creative Cloud, uh like the actual desktop app, uh, just enough to kind of there, if I have like a certain project I'm working on, that's when I find myself diving in a bit deeper. But if it's like day to day photo editing, you know, before I throw something up on Instagram, or share with my family or whatever else I might do. Um, for me, I, I kind of tend to really just fall back on my own sort of patterns of how I'm using it, right? Because I'm, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's important to find those workflows too, where sometimes you're like, all right, the latest and greatest, whatever, like I'm here to do a thing, I got to focus on that. Yeah. And then sometimes when you take the bigger ones on, sometimes it's like, okay, here's something where I know I'm going to be kind of going in a little bit deeper or oh, it's a longer term project. And then, yeah, I do kind of want to look around and see like, all right, what kind of new things are available to me? So kind of in, in anticipation of that, you know, maybe next project that I might want to do that and just want to devote some time to seeing like what developers are doing uh, to, you know, push the possibilities forward inside mm-hmm. of Creative Cloud.
0: Yeah, I think there's, there's so much cool stuff. Of course, I mean, we, we were always talking about AI and things like that. And there's going to be I mean, there's, there's all that stuff. But then there's, you know, there's always the next improvements to Lightroom. And the next bit of uh, you know this this these amazing things that photoshop is doing or or what have you and so i'm always i'm always super excited to see these get demoed in the keynote um uh bless the presenters cuz um it's one thing to be giving a demo uh slash mostly recorded demo as a fallback in a uh, in a session with a, a a decent amount of attendees but it's not like the keynote which is like everyone's there and they're watching you like uh, the, the people who managed to demos these things on stage um, nerves of steel. And uh, <laughs> I'm glad it's them, not me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, who knows famous last words, Carrie someday, someday
0: um, uh,
1: I'll, I want to th- uh, like, one of the things is I was looking at all the speakers on here. I don't know why I feel compelled to just shout this one out, but like Karen X Chang is like the third person on the list of speakers. Mm-hmm. And, Uh, I don't know if you follow her Instagram, but uh, I do, and uh, I find it to be a lot of fun. Uh, It's one of those kind of, like, fun accounts that gets a little meta about, like, here's this insane thing I made using sort of, like, bleeding-edge technology, and then she'll actually, you know, kind of turn the camera around and and show how she did it. Um, So I think that account's always really fun to watch, and uh, it's really cool to see that she's on the list. So. Um, yeah,
0: there's so many good speakers. Um, yeah. Um, the other one that I'm always, I'll be really curious to see how all of this goes. Um, like um, you've attended uh, every, every time we were there, we, we it was always a special thing to go to Sneaks. Um, they've got Adam, Adam Devine is going to be the host for Sneaks, but Sneaks is like always this kind of mind blowing session where it's like, oh, what's kind of, what are, what are developers inside of Adobe like imagining um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you get like that shipped like the following year or what have you, but it's like, there's some really cool things that that pop out of that. That's always a highlight. Um, but there's so many other really great, great uh, speakers on this list. And um, even uh, cause it'll be past when this is actually alive. By the time this gets uploaded um, there's, you can still watch a lot of these things after the fact. And it's like, definitely go check it out because um, there's lots of great content.
1: Yep. Sneaks is always for me uh, the best part of it in terms of things that, you know, when I was there and, you know, outside of just the joy of like shipping things and getting it into the hands of certain people that we were there to talk to, uh, my favorite thing that we were not involved in was sneaks. Uh, It was always just like kind of pure joy uh, and I can't imagine' cause, like some of these people are like engine I always joke it's like what if you had an engineer <laughs> like somewhere stuck in a basement for several years in San Jose and then they, they got to show this one one thing uh, that they've been kind of working on that suddenly pushes the state of the art forward for say like video editing but it's mm-hmm. just like this proof of concept but it, it like you're you're showing it to thousands of people who get it like you know yes. so like you you'd, on stage I live <laughs> i remember at some point like they had that thing where it was sort of like you could remove an element from a video mm-hmm. uh like kind of circle it and then it would just get removed throughout all the frames which apparently was just like an, a really really uh laborious task before that and i just remember sitting in a room and you know uh you might be surrounded by people who do this kind of stuff all day and they're just like whoa, you know, and that's gotta feel really good. Yeah. Yeah, As, as the engineer who gets to show off, it's like, Hey, here's a (laughs) thing. And maybe it'll be a product. Maybe it won't, but like that feeling must just be incredible.
0: Yes. And to be part of that crowd, like I, I, watching max sessions virtually is great. Um, but on the flip side, there is something special about being there in person when, as you know, everyone is watching this, um, and realizing, the New possibilities is there's something special about that, so it's going to be in a really exciting um few days um the content's going to be great even uh after the fact um and i, I can't wait to 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 see what's next
1: <laughs> well cool so uh that's one event that we that you've got going on this month, but I'm not going to let you just do one event because uh, there's another one that I've asked you to do, uh, (laughs) which is, uh, so this one is a panel that I'm going to be hosting coming up at the end of the month uh, on. uh, So let me see. One would think that I would have pulled this up in advance to have the exact (laughs) date. Oh, my. Uh, But uh, while I'm describing it, maybe I can uh, find the date here in a second. Um, But basically, we're going to have a panel uh, where I'll have a handful of folks that are uh, uh, really smart people in the space, uh, either in DevRel specifically or uh, very much adjacent to it. Um, And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, using AI as a developer relations team and specifically at this point right like you might think okay for for the i don't know Carrie, about you but like we are kind of at a phase at this point where it's sort of like all right ai 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 we've been talking about this forever <laughs> it, are we just like is okay the hype cycle blah 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 and of course again like this is tech kind of being in its own sort of bubble because of course mm-hmm. like there's a lot of people out in the world that are still like wait what hey, what's <laughs> that <know>? but <laughs> what's for those a gpt of us,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah exactly um and look I've done my fair share of like showing people like just at a restaurant or something like you've got to look at this app it's really really cool you talk to it it talks back and they're like okay sure okay right, whatever <laughs> so we've done that and you know um the we're kind of at that point now where maybe we hit the peak hype cycle uh of what you know at least text-based uh generative AI may be doing for us but I remain um, firmly convinced that there's actually utility in all of this. And this wasn't Mm -hmm. just sort of like a a hype cycle thing. Certainly some of it's been blown out of proportion, but again, I think uh, it's a tool for a certain set of jobs. It's no more than that. Um, And Mm -hmm. it's not something where you're going to be, you know, handing over the reins uh, in its current iteration. Anyways, you won't be handing over the reins and just saying like, Hey, do my work for me kind of stuff. Instead it's, you're getting smarter about how you do your own work. At least that's how I've been finding it uh, mm-hmm. as a user. So um, when I, I want to say earlier this year, I honestly time who knows what time is anymore, but I think it was like it six months ago. Meaning <laughs> I wrote a blog post about, uh, you know, using AI as a devrel team and kind of what does that mean? Like, how do you use it internally? Not, how do I push it on the developers on the, on the platform that we serve, but more like how do, how does a DevRel team use AI to either get better at their job or, uh, well, I don't know, push the state of the job forward or, or whatever it might be. So um, this panel uh, at the DevRel X summit, which is on October 25th and 26, 2023 <laughs> online. Uh, I, I found the date. Of. So, um, <laughs> We're, we're gonna do a panel discussion about this, which is like inside of a devrel team, or if you're a product manager working with the devrel team, mm-hmm. like how do we wanna use AI to do a better job at DevReling? Um, and so for folks here that don't really know the whole devrel world, then maybe this is something that might be sort of interesting to you as a sort of offshoot of other things you might be thinking about. But certainly if you're in DevRel or DevRel adjacent as a product manager, or, you know, uh, a business development person working on platforms or, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, I think we're going to get into some interesting stuff, which is really, again, like post-peak hype. How are we actually using this tool? Um, which is, a, in my mind, a legitimate tool we should all be exploring to mm-hmm. get real work done. So that's the notion, uh, Carrie, you're going to be one of the panelists. So uh, <laughs> hence my, you know not you have to do more than one event in October. So uh, keep that in mind when you get that COVID shot too. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes.
0: I also have immediately following that I have jury duty. So I also have to keep that in mind <laughs> when i my shot. Uh,
1: That's a, okay. I don't, I don't know if you want to put that on our list of events or not, but we can, uh, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> The, i i'd rather Show be up at the courthouse i i would much rather
0: be scripting um at that point i don't think they'll let me script on it while i'm uh, uh taking a listening to the 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 court court case is that what you
1: said <laughs> when you were getting validated as a juror you're like I, i'd look, rather, I'd be, rather scripting. be scripting please <laughs> let
0: me let me script i'll i'll script your back in for you I'll, I'll i'll do all that yeah <laughs>
1: they're like ma'am this is a wendy's uh we don't even (laughs) we don't understand that whole we don't understand that (laughs) sentence you just said (laughs) you seem like the right kind of crazy for uh this this (laughs) panel of peers
0: (laughs) yeah it'll be great um but yes i'm very much looking forward to that because i think there's a lot of interesting um conversation to be had in that space because i mean i think i I mean, we're all still in in, a, in so many ways figuring out like, what is the next level of things beyond the patently obvious chatbot. Um, how do you integrate this into, um, into your, your planning? How do you integrate it into the the tooling that you make available to, to your users beyond just the co-pilot or the chat bot kind of thing? Um, so I'm really looking forward to that conversation.
1: Yeah, likewise. And, uh, yeah, thanks for agreeing to be a part of this, uh, it's one of those things that I just I've I found it to be really exciting, and um, you know I want to I'm going to give people a, a space to talk about like you know what's working for them beyond the obvious, and also like where maybe some of their hesitations might be if they have some, uh, and mm-hmm. certainly I, I have a few. Uh, but you know, there I don't need this tool to solve all of my problems in life. Uh, I need to find out what it does well and use it to solve those problems. And, uh, you know, so I'm really excited to have that conversation. So again, that's going to be October 25th and 26th. uh, who knows knowing us, like we may it's October 1st as we record. Uh, but this, this may, this episode could very well be, uh, posted (laughs) after that. And so if it is, uh, go watch the recording. Um, and hopefully we did a good job.
0: Uh, (laughs) <laughs> we, 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 we will have done a good, good job. I, am right. confident of that. Oh, right? so I love the positivity. We're manifesting, um, the, the, the positives in the future.
1: <laughs> That's all right. Anyway, it, luckily for you, Carrie, you're off the hook as the, uh, as the host of the panel, uh, if it goes well You've my panelists were amazing and if it goes terribly i've done something horribly wrong so <laughs> uh but i'm sure it'll be great uh yeah so uh hey look this was just kind of our initial sort of hey we got some events on the horizon here um which is really cool, uh, but let's get into some like stuff, like things that people can do, uh, and specifically, Carrie, uh, you have a list of things that seem like they've recently been in beta of, of like different kind of Adobe products. So I guess like we're seeing some updates or the trajectory towards Adobe Max. So uh, I see a couple of different callouts here for a couple of different products. Um, one of them is just fun to play with, I think, and the other is more of a developer thing, so let's get mm-hmm. into both of them um really excited to hear the updates
0: yeah, so um the first one um, speaking of AI um we we had an entire uh we had an entire episode, and I know we've talked about it several times um on this podcast um but I wanted to bring up as an update um is Adobe Firefly. And so for the, for anyone who's not aware, Adobe Firefly is, um, uh, Adobe's, uh, AI, you know, image generation, uh, tool. Um, so if you're at all familiar with mid journey or stability diffusion or DALI, um, this is Adobe's, uh, thing. Um, what's great about it. And, and when we talked about it last, it was in beta, um, with the selling point that it would be commercial safe. So, the main point being this is an AI tool that you can feel safe using in, in commercial aspects. Um, it is trained on, uh, on, on safe uh, images. So you're not, you're not going to get like trademarks and, you know, and, and in fact it doesn't know certain things. Like if you ask it to, to draw a Coca-Cola bottle, it, it doesn't have a clue what a Coca-Cola bottle looks like. Um, but if you are in a team or a company who, um, needs to be very careful about the kinds of content that they're showing and um, be be assured that that content is is safe for them to use in their um, ads or in their videos or or whatever you, you're, you're putting out there in terms of how you're connecting with your users. That's an incredibly valuable aspect. And um, it's been in beta for a good long while, which uh, while it was in beta, there was restriction of you couldn't use it for commercial use there was a thing in the, in the terms of you saying, uh, you know, not for commercial use and it would even get, um, uh, watermarked. Uh, there was a little corner, uh, graphic saying not for commercial use. Um, what's great is that's no longer the case. So Firefly has gone, uh, gone out of beta, which means it is now safe. Um, safe for you to use. That restriction has gone away. And now you can use the Firefly tools, um, either uh, firefly.adobe.com um, or there's Firefly tooling inside of Adobe Express or um, Photoshop as well with Generative Fill. And so now you can start using this these these capabilities um, in, in your real uh, day-to-day work um, targeting um, commercial use cases. So um, the, the, the capabilities are still, uh, are currently, uh, um, text to image. So I can do, uh, give it a prompt. I'll get my image back, which I think we talked to was available the last time we, we talked about this, um, text effects, um, which is really, really fun to play with. Um, I, you can go all sorts of, um, fun, fun directions with the text effects. I was, um, you, you know, if you're if you're doing a, a poster about um, birds or the zoo or you, need, you could do fur text effects or you could do um, I was doing one for um, Halloween um, or fall or something like that. And, you know, I was asking it to give me letters with twigs and leaves. And it, it was really fun to play with. Um, we have generative recolor. And we also have generative fill. So now you can also, which I don't think was out at the last time that we had talked about this. Um, It it landed in Photoshop um, maybe, but it wasn't available on the website just yet. And so now you can also take the power of um, uh, image creation and go to firefly.com, adobe.com, give it an image, mask out some portion of it and ask it to fill in the details. And um, as a photographer, That's the one I love probably the most, like the uh, the whole text to image bit is super fun. It's really crazy and powerful. Um, My mom and I were actually um, playing around with it, generating some Halloween content, Um, you know, like run down barn in a wheat field with crows in the sky, black and white, you know, those kinds of things. And it was it was giving really, really fun results. Um, but I love really, really, really love the, the generative fill aspect of it. Um, if anything for, um, being able to do some more fantastical stuff that you might not have, uh, imagined or like you have in your eyes, your eyes, mind's eye is how you say that. Not eyes, mind, mind's <laughs> eye. Um, like there's been occasions, uh, every time, uh, Halloween comes around my family, uh, my sister's kids, they come around for a photo shoot. And they're always in these really amazing um, costumes, right? Um, and our yard is great. Um, so no, no uh, complaints about the yard, but they're coming in like a princess costume or they're in a knight and uh, shining armor costume. Like, wouldn't it be cool if you could take that photo and put a castle behind them or put them in the middle of, you know, some sort of scene and, um, I, I've been, I I've already been just doing this all a, a lot with last year's Halloween content. Like I'll, uh, go into Photoshop, remove the background and then just let it, uh, you know, let it rip with, um, fantastical fantasy kind of backgrounds. And it's so fun to do. Um, so I can't wait for Halloween this year, um, to, to really, to, to, to think about taking photos with that in mind. Like it's one thing to go and take a photo and then realize, oh, I can, after the fact, go do background remove or take care of it. But now knowing that that's a tool in your uh, toolkit, planning my photos and my um, my um, composition with that in mind is going to be an interesting experience. So I'm, I'm really curious to see how that looks at, works out. Um, but the generative fill is like great at that. Um, and or doing things... Um, Uh, where you're, you're, you're healing certain aspects of the photo or, or you're restoring some photos. Um, it's just, it's just so cool. So I am like super, super happy that, um, it finally came out of beta. It's now safe to use from, for commercial aspects. Um, you don't get the watermark on it anymore. Uh, you still get, do get everything you create with this signed, um, through the Content Authenticity Initiative, which, um, marks it as, you edited this image with AI, which I think is only fair. Like, uh, it'd be nice. It's nice to know that the image that I have created that, that I'm giving you was generated at least in part by AI. Um, so you still, you have that aspect in the image it's embedded into the file, but, uh, it's now safe to use. Um, and it's, uh, you can use the, or, and, and by safe, I mean, commercially safe to use. Um, you can, uh, do all sorts of things with that. And it's uh, also now part of Adobe Express. Um, so you can create uh, images as you're editing documents inside of Express. You can uh, use the text to image and the text effects there as well. And then, of course, Fire uh, Photoshop has that um, in generative fill on the desktop also. So um, I thought I would share that update because at the last time we talked about it, it was in beta and a little bit more limited.
1: Yeah, this is this is really exciting to see. Uh, I like the just the fact that I can do something now without the watermark. Like it has me thinking about things like maybe we should get serious about actually, uh, you know, making some new podcast art. Like so to date, the uh, podcast art that we have is of like when I was what was I doing? It was like I was DJing on stage at like some event that i did in uh kyoto back in the day and i just like kind of took a photo that has a ton of bokeh around it and you see like some computers and an ipad and i just thought there was enough audio nuances in it then i thought okay this would be fine for now as a stopgast Mm -hmm. stop stopgap uh (laughs) kind of art art piece of art for the podcast but like the reality is like well if we can do this non watermark to like maybe we can feed something in like i'm playing around for example with like a podcast about the joy of computer scripting and other, uh, technology, uh, and doing it in synth wave, uh, neon style and, uh, like getting some interesting results, but, but, uh, that generative <laughs> fill thing has gotten more and more interesting. Um, I mean, like I'm playing around with it now, just the examples alone are like insane. Like there's a lady here who she starts off in I'm not sure if this is the before or the after, but I think like the initial part is just like her, she's wearing a totally different jacket. She's outside. Mm -hmm. They put her inside and change the jacket. And uh, I mean, to my eyes in this little thumbnail, I would never know the difference, but I'm imagining like, I want to feed us into like something where it's you and me. And then like, we remove the background and have it like convert us into like, something that's a little more illustrated and then put like some kind of like awesome background on it just for crazy funsies. Like mm-hmm. it feels like something that we should be able to do without too much of a lift.
0: That's what I love really about the generative fill. Um, I, I love the, you know, just prompt uh, image generation and seeing like, what does it come up with with this prompt and it can do some really cool stuff, but the, the Genfill stuff, um, especially when you when you let it sample the rest of the image and and, and it has a sense of um, what's going on. Um, like it's great at harmonizing the like exactly that. like you could have two people taken from different shots, put them in the same document, let it infer the middle air the middle space with a little bit of a prompt. Um, but it's really great at merging all of that together um, it's great at, um, okay, maybe you need to then alter the, the environment a little bit. Like maybe you've gotten two pictures and now you need to put uh, something in in the foreground and then something in the background, like a mic or, you know, something like that. Like you could do those, select that area and say, Oh, I want to put a mic here and I want to do this. And it does a really, really good job at it. Um, sometimes you have to try a few times just because the the nature of the beast is, um, you know, you want to see what variations make sense, but I've been really impressed with it. Um, there was even, um, uh, I, I saw on YouTube a couple days ago and I'm going to have to go find the link to this. Um, but it turns out there's a plugin for Photoshop that, um, takes us even to the next level. Uh, so the one, um, challenge with GenFill. Uh, with any of the AI stuff um, and even from other platforms is generally you're limited in size to the final output. Um, so like the resolution is usually 512 by 512 or 1024 by 1024 pixels, which is great and fine for like publishing the Instagram or a social media site on the web. Um, no, no problems there. But when you're taking photos and um, I have a Fujifilm that is what, how many meg- 24 megapixels I think is what it has You really quickly get into the the area where it's like, okay, zoomed out, the gen fill looks fine. Zoomed in, you realize, Oh yes, here's the difference because I was running it against a 6,000 by 4,000 image. Um, And so you, the gen fill portion starts to be a little bit blurry. Well, you can work around that manually yourself, just select smaller parts of the image and ask it to fill those in. Or I was watching a a YouTube video um, and the uh, author of the video Host of the video had partnered with Pixum, Pix Pixum Perfect. Uh, I'll have to get the the exact name of the add-on um, to that automates that. So basically, what it does is it goes, you you expand your 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 area a little bit, or you tell it where you want it to do it, and it will go make five twelve by five twelve selections or thousand twenty four by thousand twenty four selections, gen fill it and then make another one and gen fill that one, make another one, gen fill that one, make another one, gen fill that one. And so um, you do have to be aware that uh, Adobe is moving to a credit based system. So you'll get a certain number of credits per month. So that plugin, you could probably blow through your credits in a heartbeat. Um, but on the flip side, it also gets you that really fine detailed capabilities if you are working on like uh, high megapixel photography. Um, uh, so I'll make sure to go put it, find a link and, and, and put it in here. Cause, um, I am, I, I knew you could do that manually, but I, w- I, I, I didn't know that someone would be inventive enough to write a, uh, an extension to do that, which is the joys of being an extensibility product manager is you realize, oh, that's awesome. Someone went and managed to figure out how to make this work and turn it into, um, like Gen Phil on steroids. <laughs> it's so cool.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. This is the fun part about working on platforms. Is like you put something out into the universe, and the unexpected can often come back, uh, and that's 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 a pure joy. Um, don't check your iMessage uh, if you don't want to see the uh, results of my terrible text <laughs> prompting for our uh, podcast art. Uh, but but I want to. I, I'm just for. I know that this matters not uh, at all. Oh, but... I
0: love it. It's adorable. <laughs>
1: I just want to put in my my little vote uh, that counts for nothing for all the things that are in exploration. Here are the things that still get me very excited. Uh, so first up, text to vector. Gimme, gimme. Because like, I don't know how to vector yes. anything. Like, I, Illustrator terrifies me. Um, I'm a Lightroom and Photoshop person <laughs> if I'm an Illustrator. I don't know what the, I just don't even know what I'm doing. Um, and so like being able to text a vector, would be great. Um, and I would love a developer to get on top of that and do something around text a vector. Uh, but for say, for example, logos, which Mm -hmm. is something I'm playing around with right now. Um, logo generation, um, there are a lot of tools out there. They all basically do the same thing from what I've seen. And, uh, they're, uh, I, I don't like them. Uh, I have to say, like, I'm it's just like the, the, they all come back with like very generic things that I want something that's a little more sensitive to what I'm actually saying, um, which mm-hmm. tends not to happen right now. Uh, that's a matter of time. Um, whether it happens through Express or not, it'll definitely happen. Um, I would like it to happen through Express. So that's one. Uh, the other one uh, I got. Let me see. So I got three here that I'm like, sweet. Uh, The other one is extend image, because I tried doing this with generative fill. And this was the time that I was doing that express project a few months ago. And it wasn't quite behaving the way I wanted it to. But generative fill is a different thing than extend image. And you can try to make that work. And it can get okay results out of it. Even today, like I ended up using what I got eventually, but it was it was harder than I would have thought. Extend image sounds like it does what it says it does on the 10, just based on the little thumbnail here, which Mm -hmm. is you've got an image. uh, It was a square. You need it to be a rectangle, which means you need um, some stuff there that you don't want to crop it down. So it means you're going to need something on the sides or top and bottom, depending on your aspect ratio, and you need that to get filled in. So that's one. And then the, what is this and what is this? I'm kind of interested. Category is personalized results. I, I don't remember seeing this one before. Maybe I did, but this feels new in my brain. So it has a <laughs> it has a uh, in the thumbnail. It just says teach. Um, so and this <laughs> this is where I'm a little. You know, what?
0: I had not actually paid attention to the to what was in that thumbnail until just now, and it's <laughs> it's making me um, it's absolutely adorable. <laughs>
1: So uh, this is this is like a, it, uh, and I, I maybe I'm wrong, but like I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to go on a limb and say that, like, you know how like when NASA says like they've discovered a new exoplanet and then there's always a beautiful picture of said right, exoplanet, yes. which of course mm-hmm. is like all math. It's not like someone went out there and took a picture of it. I feel like that's what this is. And so like for me, in other words, like and maybe I, I, for all I know, I'm totally wrong, but like I just I'm wondering what the UX is something like this would be because it's saying personalized results. So the the sub tag being generate images based on your own object or style. So in this case, it looks like you're feeding in a bunch of pictures of your dog and -hmm. then you hit the teach button. Um, So I I don't know, like I'm really curious to see like how that actually ends up landing. Like where are all those photos coming from? How do I sort of identify which body of photos identifies a certain object instead of a different object? And, and all of that kind of thing and then like ultimately like what do i get any knobs and um sort of faders or you know mm-hmm. switches or whatever to sort of like in kind of play around with the results as opposed to just like clicking one button and and getting a thing where now adobe express knows how or sorry adobe firefly knows how to draw accurately a picture of my dog that didn't exist before yeah
0: I have no idea what it will turn out to be. Like, my, my dream would be, um, my ideal would be something along the lines of, um, and, and I'd love to see this in, in, in Adobe Express too, but as a photographer, I love, I'm, I'm in Lightroom is my thing. Um, like, I'd love there to be something uh, similar to, um, you know, how Lightroom can do people identification, uh, which is really, uh, if you haven't tried it and you're comfortable, um, you know, with that information being stored in your Lightroom library. Like, it's really awesome because there's been a few times where it's like, it's caught a photo that I hadn't tagged. um, And it's like, oh, is this group of people, you know, is this group of photos related, you know, this person. And it's really good at even detecting like age differences and things like that. It's it's wicked. Um, What I would love is something similar is like, oh, um, not just people, but pets or animals or other categories of things and then I could like create these uh, collections like oh this is my cat, this is my dog um, and not have to go through like I could imagine um, the the MVP being like oh you have to tag everything yourself which um, as far as much as I love Lightroom, I am a horrible keyworder um, so, any and all AI, like the iPhones, the iPhones capabilities where it can like kind of auto tag photos is as a lifesaver. Um, so I'd love like something similar to that. And it's like, oh, OK, here's all my my photos of my pet and then have like a way to click a button on that and say, OK, learn what my pet looks like. And then I can have that as some sort of input to show me my pet on on the deck or more accurately is like, can you show it to me maybe from a slightly different angle or expand it out? Like, you know what my, my pet's face and ears and body structure looks like, but I only got there half of that in my picture. Like, can you complete that fill? Um, but like what the, what would the teaching process look like? How would you validate that it's going and doing the right thing? How long would that take? Um, all of that stuff is like, I, I am on, um, Oh, I I can't even think of the phrase, but I am in a, in as much suspense as you are. I think <laughs> because I can't wait to see how they do this.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I think as previously stated, uh, by me probably more than once, um, I I just can't when it comes to organizing my own photo library. I I think I have enough trauma around what that was like in the aughts, like with <laughs> <So> original, <bad. laughs> like way back in original, like early early iPhoto era, you know, you're talking Mm -hmm. like iPhoto three, four, whatever. Um, You, I remember putting a lot of effort into it because even then it would like try to identify faces. There's always been, or not always, but for probably close to 20 years, there's been some sort of like feature like that in iPhoto or what's now, I guess, called photos. Um, But back then, this is like back when we went to the store to buy CDs for our OS updates. right Uh, so uh like this is a long time and it cost money (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. oh uh, yeah i forgot about that yeah like not not cheap like some of them were north of a hundred dollars uh but i i went through a few migrations i feel like where either my metadata was totally disregarded after the migration or like uh mangled in some way and then at some point i'm like you know what like some way some at some point science will catch up to my speed at taking photos and not that I'm special about how many photos I take but I don't know I have a pretty pretty huge library and uh like I just I don't know like I I don't want to be on my deathbed thinking about how how much time I spent um putting <laughs> tags <laughs> <text> and categories <laughs> on my photos like i'll that'll that, that'll those will be moments i regretted. now doing it in, doing it in the aughts that was the stupidity of youth okay like we all do crazy things when we're kids i'll forgive my the old man me will forgive myself for that but right. i i cannot now... in good conscience put any more time into that so yeah. like software y'all gotta step up and i know lightroom has been trying to do some really cool stuff there mm-hmm. iphoto gets you know incrementally Better every year, but I I don't know like there's uh, it, it it's taken a bit longer than I would have assumed to be honest, but it feels like we're starting to get to that point where it's just like all right, you know what you got this blob of, hundred thousand two hundred thousand photos, in some cloud now we're going to tell you what's in there.
0: Yeah, I, I'm Which
1: all I'm all in for it.
0: All about that um now if you if uh like um the only downside i have is where where keywording is still important for me and i shouldn't call it a downside like i wish there was a, a good solution for this too is you either take your it is like location tracking so um if i take my photo on my g on my iphone then all the gps is in there for free no no issues um but that's the one spot where I, I have to still always come in and, and give myself the time is like, OK, where where was this taken? Was it um, what part of New York or Maryland or what have you? Because otherwise there's no guessing. But because um, I that is one spot where I do like to at least location tag my stuff. Um, but wouldn't it be amazing if uh, maybe the next you know at some point all cameras should just have GPS baked in? Okay. Yeah. Um, sure. Nice. If
1: they all, yeah, you know <laughs> what? If if my Fujifilm came with like, it, and you can buy those like little modules for it for like the the hot hood or whatever the, the, the thing is called, you can you can plug in a GPS to it if you want, but I mean that also means you're not using a flash or whatever else right. you want to use. <laughs> that exists. Now, as long as we're on this thread of talking about AI, this is like something that my photo library software should solve because like it should this be able is to. Fair. I mean, for the vast majority. And I, Hopefully, it can't solve it if, like, I took a photo, you know, in my kitchen. Mm -hmm. But but even then, maybe it should, right? Because, like, if I've taken other photos in my kitchen... This is fair, yeah. Then something should have... Like, the ones on my iPhone are all geotagged, so why couldn't it match those? But, like, let's put put my kitchen aside for a moment. (laughs) If... Bear with me here, (laughs) but I feel like if I take a picture of the Statue of Liberty, it really shouldn't matter whether or not a GPS was attached to it. Like it should Mm -hmm. more or less kind of figure out, like, let's give it half a mile. Fine. After that, if I'm going to get super nitpicky about it, I'll go in and do that. But it can already tell you, right, regardless of where you were standing, that it is a picture of the Statue of Liberty. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as I can tell, I I think that counts for things that don't have geotag. So why not go the extra mile? I, I, I'm i kind of the same because uh, I'm not sure about you, but like one of my key vectors for finding images is to go into the map yes. and find them that way. But then that means yes. that any of like the quote unquote <laughs> higher quality images I've ever taken on an actual <laughs> camera are no longer in there. So typically nope. like it's a, uh, there, there's some pain that once again, I just don't want to be the person that doesn't feel like something I should have to do. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Like,
0: I mean, you have this device, like either my Apple watch or my Apple phone is, or whatever phones you use. Right. Is like at a minimum, it feels like, okay, you know, when the photo was taken, assuming your battery, your, your time and your camera was, was correct. Um, the location data is sitting on my phone. There should, there's gotta be a way to cross reference that at a minimum, even without AI and then add in all the AI smarts and make it work. Um, Maybe that's the, maybe there's something out there like that and I just haven't seen it. (laughs) Like that would be. Well,
1: one of the, one of the tricks that I do occasionally is just like, just do a quick uh, iPhone shot before I start taking photos with my Mm, actual camera. That's a good idea. Because that way I can like, if I go back later on and look at it in the long list of things I've ever done, then at least I see, okay, that's where this shot was. And then I know like in the history in terms of like timestamps, this is where I should go look.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's that there's all these, you know, quick, quick and uh, quick fixes for this. But it, it is, it is funny that like we can do I- object identification or getting to where we can do object identification, but location because that, that's how I track things too is like roughly when and where. Um, and then I can dial it down to figure out where I'm at. Um, but super excited to see where, where all of this goes, um, in, in, uh, in the AI space with, with Firefly, but in general as well. Like, I mean, there's lots of other players out there, so, um, who knows what it'll be like in 10 years (laughs) or five years, who knows what it will be next year, frankly.
1: Yeah i want to i want to put more emphasis on next year at this point i'm just like it feels like we're moving fast enough but we'll we'll see we'll see um all right carrie i don't know how we did this to ourselves but uh (laughs) (laughs) uh,
0: we were talking before this and it's like oh yeah you know uh, the last topic maybe and it's like we're the a couple topics in advance of that yet (laughs)
1: yes and this is the most uh scriptery developer of all uh which is like exciting so we talked about some event stuff we talked about like firefly coming out of beta which is clearly exciting to us because we we covered it uh in in pretty good uh length here um express add-ons i wonder if we can like try to do the tldr in roughly 20 minutes and then uh We'll we'll go a little bit deeper post max, where I'm assuming there will be a lot more that you can talk about openly. Um, But I see here that on your list, and you have two things that are like tantalizingly uh, brief and unclear to me, (laughs) which is that there are audio APIs and editor APIs, and I I need to get a sense like what can we know today, and what should we be like? Should we be waiting for post max to get a lot more details on this stuff?
0: So the great thing is, is I can talk about both of these today, because even though um, the developer platform is not yet out of beta, it's still behind pre-release. By the time this gets posted, that will have changed. Um, So anyone can anyone can come in and start building add-ons for Adobe Express. Um, but the documentation for both of these things is already out there on the website, giving some tantalizing, um, ideas of what's possible. So, um, can already talk about these a bit. Um, and they're both really exciting and, um, I can't wait to see, like, I'm already seeing some stuff from our developer community in this private cohort that is blowing my mind. Um, and there's already so many great other add-ons. Like I, I should have added on here beyond the API capabilities. Uh, if you, since the last time we talked about add-ons in Express, go back and look at the list of add-ons. And there's even more add-ons that are that are coming in here all the way. Like we just put one out there. Uh, Mockup Studio did a really amazing add-on that lets you see what your design looks like on an iPhone or other devices um, in context, and it's like a really great add-on. Um, But what we wanted to do is when we talked last time, we said that add-ons were largely about getting content in and getting content out. And so we talked a little bit about um, finding icons or like unsplash photos and being able to pull those into Adobe Express. Or um, I could generate renditions of my document. I think we might have played with um, I forget if we played with that colorblindness simulator um, to preview like your design and various forms of uh, color blindness um, to see like uh, from an accessibility perspective, if my text and, and content is going to be uh, uh, well rendered for those people. Um, and then there's also being able to get content out. So like sending my document or the output of my document to Google drive, for example, um, those are, were are all about images and to be specific raster images. So bitmaps, and video, which is great, um, but is not the end all be all of content, especially in the context of Adobe Express, where Adobe Express, um, and, and I'm going to go markety here for a second because it's just part of the <laughs> Max spiel, um, is like uh, uh, the phrasing we have is the all in one AI first creativity tool. Um, and in part of that all in one bit is, It's not just about image editing, like, say, Photoshop is, or video editing, which you would maybe reach to Premiere Pro or Rush. Um, It's or even about solely about audio, which we might go to audition for. Um, It's about putting all this together. So your documents are multimedia. And images and video is great, but that means we were missing a key component, of the types of audio or, or the types of media that you might want to add into your documents or uh, work with, and so we added in a really simple API called add add audio, and you can give it a blob of audio. So this means it can be a static form of audio that maybe you've recorded elsewhere and it's just hosted somewhere else. Um, so like music tracks, those kinds of things. Um, if you are an audio stock library. You can add those to your document uh, through an add-on, or and this is to me the uh, really interesting bit. It's a blob, so I can dynamically generate these things. So I want to see, and I'm half tempted to write this myself in you know my infinite time off, but I, I I'm so enamored with the idea <laughs> is is a sound effect generator. Um. And give me give me some knobs. Let me tweak these things around and to go along with some of the really cool animations that Adobe Express has and, and some of the other cool videos. Let me play put in, you know, some of these little cute little beeps and boops and clicks and these other things that you could generate with that. But um, there's all sorts of power there. Um, but it's really easy to use. You just once you have a blob and um, the file formats are like wave um, MP3, the, the typical standard file formats. Um, But if you can generate that, you can add it to the document, then the user can do what you know, treat it as if it was any other audio content in Express. And um, it just unlocks a lot of new capabilities. So not you could generate sound effects, you could generate a. we we've talked about AI, um, AI music generation in the past. Like, I think that would be an awesome add on to have is like, oh, I want to tell it. Uh, generate some audio for the scene it's a happy boppy chip tune and it just creates something out of whole cloth for me and i can add it to my document right then and there Um, so it's a real simple api to talk about but i think it has a lot of capabilities that like i i I know i haven't imagined what what our developer community will do with that yet (laughs)
1: Yeah, this is something I'd love to see the docs on at some point. Um, Is this something that, like, do you need to be in the beta Discord to see this? Or is this already on the public documentation?
0: It's already on the public docs. um, And um, shame on me for not having the link immediately handy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, well, we've already seen this movie, Carrie. I uh, also didn't have links <laughs> handy for things I wanted to talk about earlier. So but, no worries. We can, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. It doesn't matter. Uh, but I think. What uh, is
0: nice. It, it was in my history. So mm-hmm. um, I'll let you talk Excellent. for a couple more minutes and I will have <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> no, I honestly, I, until I see it, I, I, it's one of those things too, where like I, be, what based on how you're describing it, I've, I find myself in the same situation as you were. This sounds really cool. I'm not sure that I've yet processed uh, like in my head what we could do with it. I mean, being able to pass in a blob, for example, like seems like you could do a lot of like, like Mm -hmm. legit stuff, but also like a lot of fun, like glitchy things too. Oh, yes. Um, And I'm curious, I don't know, like how this stuff is like, surface to the user because you're saying for example you could use the audio in some document But what does that mean like are we talking like an audition document
0: oh uh, an express or... document i should say so okay. any kind of document that you created with adobe express so this could be um because it's audio it will convert it into a timeline so like this would be great for um i'm adding maybe i want to add some uh, instrumental over uh, a little um animation that I created in Adobe express um, or like some ambiance, like maybe I'm making a Halloween poster and I, I have an add on out there that has like um, autumn sounds or whatever, you know, like um, something recorded from the forest or whatever. I could go and add that to my Adobe express um, content timeline is, I, I guess I should use as the right word for an animation and then I could generate a video, put that on Instagram or I guess TikTok is, would be the right way Instagram can do. Well, Instagram has reels, don't they? Um, you can tell how, how how up on social media I am. Um, <laughs> put it on, on the TikToks and the YouTubes um, and all that stuff. Um, you sound
1: so cool. Right. <laughs> and with it. I'm,
0: I, I, I'm so hip. Um, and you, so you could do all of those things um, and make some really cool stuff. Or, you know, you could imagine doing it as part of I'm. I'm doing this as a presentation or whatnot, and I want to have a little bit of audio. Um, A lot of times you'll have, and Adobe Express will do this already, actually. If you're doing something like I I, I want to have um, a presentation or I want to have a voiceover, I can record myself inside the application. I don't have to go off to audition to do this. I can do this straight within Adobe Express and record myself. Maybe I don't have time to get into the studio and or, you know, get a perfect clean recording or figure out how I want to edit that. Um, wouldn't it be amazing to be able to type that in and get a really good voiceover generated for you? That's where the power of the blob comes in because it doesn't have to be a static resource. Um So there's lots of interesting new opportunities there.
1: Okay. Well that sounds super interesting and I want to get a chance to like dig through it a little bit but um that's uh yeah in some ways like it it does sound like a, a big step forward from when we talked about this last and the the main sort of use case for a lot of what we discussed was really getting things in and taking mm-hmm. things out so being able to manipulate their uh like you know right there in express in different ways uh, as a developer it sounds pretty intriguing Um, and my guess is that probably just that notion alone, if I'm, I don't know if I'm wishcasting here, but when I see the word editor API, which is (laughs) the, the other thing on your list, what I'm imagining, um, is probably more of that, but potentially control over some sort of visual editor or the like, am I totally off base here or what, what is that referring to?
0: So, um, for lack of a better term right now, like taxonomy is hard. Um, so I call it editor APIs just to try and, um, avoid using the same terminology that then means five different things to everyone. And I'm sure I am failing here um, because editor can mean a lot of things too. What this is, is if you remember back to the days of RxD um, plugins or Photoshop or anything like that, anyone who um, has played with those is every one of those comes with a document object model, um, just like HTML, CSS, um, and the web does. Um, so I have APIs if I were doing something on the web page where I could say, um, create a text node and add the node to my web page here and set the font and set the text content and all of it, right? where I can make it a very dynamic experience. And that's then we end up with the reacts and the svelts and the V ve- uh, or the views of the world and things like that. Um, this is, uh, you can do the similar things with Photoshop. I can iterate over all my layers. I can extract the text content. I can change the font. I can go and edit the colors of everything in a Photoshop document. And that capability exists there today. Um, with add-ons in Adobe express, the first APIs that we went out the door with were solely around getting content in and getting content out, but not so much about editing the content you already had in the document. So if you wanted to do something that says, give me a list of all the colors inside the document, your only option was generate a rendition and get a ping file or a PDF file, figure out how to parse that graphic format, and then iterate over all the pixels. Possible, not, I mean, it's doable. There's libraries out there that would make that work. But wouldn't it be much better if you could say, here's the document structure. Here's all the nodes in the document. Here's all the properties on all those nodes. And I and here's one called color. Or here's one called fill and stroke. And there's the hex string right in the middle of there that I could just extract out. Or better even yet is now I want to have an add-on that generates content. Or maybe a chart generator. Or a mind node generator. Or mind mapping or something like that. Like you could have a lot of use cases here. And now I want to be able to add a rectangle. Or... Sh- Uh, a path, or um, various other things in here, um, which means I need to have basically scene graph APIs, Um, if you're familiar at all with XD worlds, we called them scene graph APIs. And so this, w- this is the first version of that. It's not complete by any stretch of the imagination. We're in a nice spot where it's a nice problem to have is like the immediate thing that after someone sees the documentation, they will go, Oh, can I do this? No, I can't. When are you adding it? Uh, which is a wonderful <laughs> problem to have because uh, we know it's limited in the first bit, but this already starts to unlock a lot of stuff. Like you could have an add on out there that analyzes your grammar and suggests um, fixes, you could have an add-on that goes out there and says, oh, you want to change the stroke on all of these rectangles from blue to red and go do that. Um, and so this is just that much more granular control. And then over time, this turns into even more than that. It's like, oh, uh, you want the pixels of that image? Here are the pixels. Go edit the pixels. You want the, the raw file of that audio thing? Now you can add glitches to the audio that's already present so there's just a lot of stuff that this will unlock over time and this is the first version of those capabilities
1: wow that that sounds really interesting so if i kind of play that back like because this sounds like not at all what i was expecting but actually a <laughs> massive quality of life improvement but also like uh like opening up some new things that previously would have maybe Probably not even been possible uh, or uh, possible with a, a lot of, as you said, render first and then run everything mm-hmm. on the developer side of things. This is giving them tools into the stuff on the canvas. So I'm, I'm sure when you workshopped uh, uh, different names, uh, editor, uh, you use scene graph as an example from XD land uh, or canvas, like some of those things. But this is basically saying like the active document right now, I can... Get into it programmatically, yes. um, like layer by layer, as opposed to mm-hmm. sort of like exporting it and then kind of trying to infer things programmatically based on like the static image.
0: Which only gets you so far because um, you could um, export as a PDF and PDF is a great interchange format. Right. Um, but that's only getting you data out. And it's the visual content like there's no semantics attached to any of this stuff. Um, And this is like more about not only about getting the stuff out, but now I can manipulate that content Um, in situ. I don't have to go through that export, re-import kind of process.
1: And, and, you know, like only the most of, you know, devoted and dedicated developers were ever going to do that anyway. Right. So that's, that's <laughs> like,
0: going to be a pain in the rear.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that I mean, like this absolutely opens things up for people to come in and like, you know, kind of do what they probably expected they could eventually do anyways at the API layers. That, that's super cool. Um, so you said, by the way, there's always going to be questions about what can I do or what can I do? Uh, and I just got to ask for old time's sake, global find and replace possible or not possible today?
0: Possible
1: what that's not the answer I was expecting but uh, you gave some hints right at the end where I was like wait a second this sounds possible okay wow that's a that's that's incredible and we're not just talking about strings or like user facing like the characters words those kind of things but um uh it sounds like you're also talking about like properties on an object like Mm -hmm. the uh like the thickness of a line or or whatever else
0: yes and yeah for anyone who's not familiar Um, This all comes back from a particular interesting um, uh, feature slash limitation. I'm not really sure the best way to to call it because you could look at it both directions. Um, But in Adobe XD, when we the 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 mechanism that you use to edit the document um, had an interesting um, it it, it was scoped to um, how the user. Uh, was currently viewing the document or how they were currently looking at it. And there were limits on how far away from the current selection of the user you could go before um, making changes to that was just suddenly no longer allowed. And it was that way for a whole host of architectural reasons. It wasn't like an intentional, oh, we don't want you doing uh, global search and replace. There was, there was technical reasons behind the scenes as to why that wasn't an option, but it did limit you because it means now that if I wanted to do like grammar checking or um, uh, arbitrarily going through the document and making changes to the document, you either had to get the user into a very specific state. And so you had to guide the user to the right state. um, Or as the process was going, you had to get them into the right state um, or you had to give them hints as to, you know, reasons as to why you couldn't do the thing. And it's like, the the global search and replace is literally the first plugin everyone went to write in XD because XD didn't have search and replace in the UI it's like oh this is an obvious feature gap i will go fix that um and right off the bat you realize that no that's not possible you could look at all the content you could do the search you couldn't do the replace um what's great with adobe express is that the technical limitations there that caused that to happen for adobe xd Are not present in adobe express which means you can go and not only inspect these the stuff that's in the document regardless of where it is but you can make changes to it um and you're no longer restricted to oh is this the thing that is in a very specific um uh object or or selection um now there are limitations right now just because of the api surface being limited is like i don't have every property or not every property is exposed or certain shapes are like, well, you can know there's a shape there, but you can't go deeper into it because the API doesn't know about it yet, and that's just because Express. While the <laughs> this is the challenge of building an extensibility platform while the product is being built. So you're building the airplane, but you're also building the airframe, the the airport. Uh, the airport is being built. Uh, air, the air traffic control is being built. Like all of this is being built at the same time. So sometimes um you know, a feature lanes in Express, you don't have it APIs yet, but it'll get there. Um, so thankfully we have those capabilities, which means global search and replace, or like a grammar checker, or even just a, a um tone of voice, like, you know, am I doing this in how I would speak? Like could you imagine, like get back to AI, learn how I speak or how I write, give me some suggestions and go apply that through the rest of the the page and you know kind of automate some of that process for me.
1: Uh Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, and, uh, where I was going to jokingly go with this was just sort of like, all right, creative cloud developers, you heard it. Get out there uh, and make every regex plugin. Like I want, yes. I want <laughs> 15 different options for regular expressions. Uh, but the reality, of course, is like, I think, in, you know, sure, that that's important, but you need that problem solved once in my experience. Uh Like, you know, VS Code has... Rejects and I. I don't find that typically speaking. I'm you know, uh, you know, kind of like using the escape patch of say going to the terminal to do different sort of incantations for regular expressions or or what have you. But um, I think you know, constructively, which look, Gary, that was amazing. You pivoted that right into something that was like, <laughs> no, we can get way beyond that. And there's actually a lot of a space for different developers to come in and like actually, mm-hmm. you know, sure for the text, fine, but like, what about some of the stylistic you know ways of doing things that you may want to have an ai sort of be able to kind of like look over and um kind of see if your body of work is as consistent as you want it to be i I don't know i'm just kind of like making things up here but like the reality is like with that access you can read it all in and you know in principle eventually you will be able to write it all out but look Mm -hmm. even if you couldn't like uh the developer could still flag that something's like a right. little off kilter yeah. in a certain place mm-hmm. because they they know that it's you know in like they can see it maybe they just can't do something about it yet but that that's really right. cool yeah. really cool
0: yeah so it's early days um but given that we'd already chatted about it um and that these are both of these API updates are 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 super powerful the editor APIs is like an order of magnitude in terms of not only just the net, like adding audio is one API um, editor APIs, you're looking at, uh, 50 at least. And that's just a start because you have to go navigate the document and read prop, you know, all these things like, um, just like the JavaScript or the HTML DOM model is not a simple API surface. Um, this is a large, large API surface, but it's great to have like, uh, version, uh, one sitting in the, uh, the documentation. And it's, it's, I, I will note the, editor APIs are flagged as experimental. They're going to be experimental for a little while after max as well, because we're also looking for um, any creative cloud developer out there who is playing with this, give us feedback too. like, this is the um, perfect opportunity to say, Oh, not only do I want this thing, but maybe the way you're do, maybe the way that I'm doing this is a little bit awkward or, or maybe have you thought about trying it this way? And so um, they're experimental in that stage to get feedback as well. So, Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't play with them in your own add-on you can you can set a flag Um, it's called experimental api is true and then you can play with them to your heart's content
1: (laughs) super cool uh yeah so that's all really exciting stuff and i'm I'm looking forward to seeing what people come out with i mean obviously i know you are too but like Mm, as as someone who's just more on the user side of things these days when it comes to creative cloud like i i very much welcome more options uh and uh i'm still kind of slowly learning to adopt this sort of adobe um creative cloud slash express sort of centric world view whereas I'm, I'm really used to thinking about things by the app but it feels like it's kind of all kind of coming together in the center so mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to that we have one, I'm kind of proud of us in a way that like we uh when we say we want to TLDR all the real scriptery developer stuff, like we still can't get it in in less than twenty minutes, which I mean honestly, like if we can't if we're gonna <laughs> we fold were that close. all in No 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 if we're gonna fold all that into five minutes, I'm not sure what <laughs> we we're even doing here on I'd rather be scripting to be honest. But I've got so at the very end here, you put a question in the show notes about iPhone 15 question mark. So if we want to get into this at some point, we will, but for now. We need to answer this in basically one or two sentences. iPhone 15, did you get it? Yes, no. And which one? So, uh, Carrie, you wrote it down. I'm going to let you go first.
0: Yeah, Uh, I got it. Barely. I had to go through my cell carrier Um, and I grabbed the iPhone 15 Pro Max natural titanium. I think I got the color right. and am enjoying uh, now learning all about the MagSafe stuff because I upgraded from an iPhone 11. So it's been a hot minute since I upgraded my iPhone. <laughs> That's partly gotcha. why it made here is like, oh, this is fun. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I, you, that'll be an amazing upgrade then if you're coming from an 11. Uh, I myself have a iPhone 14 Pro. Um, the zoom sounds compelling at 5x. I use the 3x actually quite a bit in daylight and it's good. It's mm-hmm. actually you can get some really uh, you, you're going to appreciate the zooms uh, more than most people just because you're, you know, into photography and like so there are certain ways of framing photos you won't be able to get um and you know on your iphone 11 that suddenly you're gonna be like this is a whole new like world of options that i get it's not just about the reach which i think a lot of people think about zooms but it's also about like how you want to frame the subject Mm -hmm. against the background and sometimes there there's no other remedy for what you want to shoot than having that zoom so um that's the one part i'll be jealous of you on but like uh for me with an iphone 14 pro i just there wasn't enough different there that I, I could justify it for myself. So instead, I just treated myself to a new case because my nice Apple, I, I got the Apple leather ones uh, and they, my experience has been with, they, they don't make those anymore now, but like the Apple leather ones like would live for about a year and then they'd get kind of weird and I couldn't, I can't even <laughs> charge mine now without taking oh, it off. Oh no. so yeah whatever i i ordered a new case i ordered the wrong case uh so i no. had to
0: i i
1: couldn't remember which do you ever like all the iphones are so samey now like i couldn't remember i was oh. like i knew it was a 14 something and then i, I put 14 pro max because i'm like this phone feels big to me and it sure is heavy turns out i don't have a pro max of a pro <laughs> oh, uh, so
0: that's significant <laughs>
1: I tried to I tried to get ahead of that one, and I was like, I, I messaged the company. I was like, "Hey, I, I clicked the wrong thing. Could y'all just like not ship me? I mean, it's gonna come back to you. Could you just like not ship it to me? And uh, we'll see what they say. Uh, it seems like they're so underwater right now. They haven't even gotten to shipping oh, no. anything in a week. I also got um a an external like uh MagSafe charger as well, just because uh or Sweet. like a a portable one, just because. Uh-huh. I kind of at that point now where ARN on a phone like this, sadly, uh, doesn't necessarily make it all day. And I was really feeling that while I was traveling a lot over the Mm -hmm. last couple of months. So so I was just like, look, I'm just going to bite the bullet, have an external like little thing that mag safes itself onto the back and just, uh, charges the phone. So, um, for me, that'll feel like an all new phone with a new case and everything else, but there's nothing I'm really, yeah. iPhone 14 pro is super solid so um, i'm not sad about that iphone yeah. 11 to iphone 15 you're gonna it's gonna blow your brains out i think so uh you'll love it um
0: it's it's great i i feel a little bit sad you know bad like i i get i get attached to my phones and it's like it's sitting there not getting used i may find a video use for it because it's still perfectly fine as a like as a device um and then it's like Uh, But I was playing with it today and it's like, oh, it's a little slow. Like you don't have the 120 frames per second. Now I can tell. Um, And it's like, okay, um, it it was it was time. Um, It was also time because I was out of space. So I I didn't get I didn't get significantly um, like a huge amount of space. But I'm up to like 256 because I do not intend on shooting ProRes. But even if I did, you can shoot ProRes out to an external drive. So, you know, kudos on that one for Apple.
1: 256 has been the sweet spot for me for a very long time at this point. I think I got into 256 pretty early on, like when it was kind of silly, expensive, but still cheaper <laughs> than still cheaper than what a base model for some of these things are now. Right. Oh, uh, but yeah. I, I've kind of felt like I even out there. Um, otherwise, I, you know, anything lower than that. And I seem to like start hitting those warnings. I was about- getting
0: to the point where literally um, every app was getting offloaded and Inevitably, you would uh, I, I, bef- in the last days, it was to the point where it wouldn't install um, because it was so out of space. And it's like, OK, it's a good thing this new phone is coming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. iPhones, new iPhones are great. I'm I'm holding out for next year, but you know what? iPhone, whatever. Apple Watch, whatever, because we need to crack open those Adobe Express add on docs because yes. I'd rather be scripting.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of I'd Rather Be Scripting. If you love scripting, terminals, Z shell, JavaScript development, and other random technology tangents as much as we do, we'd love to hear from you. You can always leave a review on your preferred podcasting platform, or you can reach out to us via the social links on our website, idratherbescripting.com. Until next time, I'd Rather Be Scripting.